Is it panic button time for Cowboy Basketball? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And after their third straight blowout loss and their fourth straight loss and starting 0-4 in Big 12 play, is it time to panic or is it time to just take a deep breath and relax and go, okay, we haven't started well. But neither did football, and maybe we can figure things out as the basketball season moves ahead. And for me personally, no, it's it's time to panic. I panicked in football. I'm panicking here in basketball. And the writing was on the wall in football. A lot of things favored Oklahoma State. The schedule was fairly easy. You've got an experienced coach who's seen a lot of success in Mike Gundy. You had a great running back. You had pieces that you knew, okay, we focus on this. We can start winning football games, and to me, that's just not there in basketball. One, Oklahoma State's the only winless team in the Big 12. Every other Big 12 team has at least one win. Heck, West Virginia has even beat Texas. 6-10 and West Virginia beat Texas, who's also struggled. They're a 1-2 in Big 12 play. So, so far during conference play for the Cowboys, they started with a 75-70 loss against Baylor. Now, this is a game, and maybe Baylor's not as good as I thought they were. They did just lose to K-State in overtime. This is a game, went into overtime, you lost a close game, at home, maybe this is one you should have won, losing 75-70. to Then you come back, you lose a blowout game to Texas Tech at Lubbock, which Tech might be the best team in the Big 12. They are still undefeated in Big 12 play. Then you go to Iowa State, to Ames to take on the Cyclones. Another game that I, you know, on the road, I wasn't too confident in, but you get blown out again, 66-42. to Okay, close loss at home, then two blowouts to two good teams on the road. I'm not, you know, too concerned. Now you're taking on a KU team again. A KU team very, very good. A top 10 team in the nation. But another blowout loss, giving up 90 points, 90 to 66, and losing at home in blowout fashion just does not look good for the program and doesn't make me feel confident. And so you're 0-4. Now you have to go on the road to take on K-State in Manhattan, who's coming off a big win. And then you've got TCU, who a game at home. Maybe you can win that. And then you have West Virginia at home. So maybe two winnable games. Maybe. Big maybes. Two winnable games. Although TCU 2-2 two and two in, in conference play and 13-4 and four overall possibly beat TCU, but if you you fall into a stretch and you lose your first six games before you play West Virginia, and then you have to play KU and K-State again, this time in Lawrence, then you have to go to Houston, a Houston team who is hurting a bit in conference play. They're one and two, but still a very good program. That's their only two losses on the season, but you have to go to there and play, and this season could fall apart very quickly, but you are playing a lot of really good teams, and you're just 0-4, so if you're to rattle off, you know, four or five of these in a row as you run through this season, run through this gauntlet of a conference, maybe you turn things around. I just don't see that happening. I don't think this Oklahoma State team is, is very good. I don't think they have enough firepower offensively to to be good. And the offensive 
capabilities of these Big 12 teams is just too good for what they have when it comes to this team defensively. Your best player in non-conference play has struggled a bit in conference play. Uh, as you look at Javon Small, who was averaging close to 15 points a game out of conference, he's dropped off to just 10 points a game in conference. Now, Bryce Thompson has stepped up. He's averaging 15.8 points a game. And then you're you're waiting for some other guys to step up well. Brandon Garrison has looked pretty good in conference play. He's averaging 8.8 points a game. John Michael Wright has been better in conference play than he was out of conference. Uh, Eric Daly Jr., not too bad, averaging just under 10 points a game. So you got a few guys that have stepped up in conference play, but Javon Fall- Small has fallen back a bit. And I just don't think this team has enough offensively to make up for how good all the other teams in the Big 12 are offensively. And now you're looking at three. I mean, these aren't three close losses. These are three bad blowout losses. And if you get blown out by K-State, despite that game being on the road, then I think the season's really in trouble. Uh, It's a good K-State team, but it's a K-State team that doesn't look good for 40 minutes. They look good for about the final seven, uh, or they look good for the first 20 and then bad for the last 20. They didn't look good against Baylor, but somehow won that game. They looked good to start against Texas Tech, ending the first half on a 20-0 run, and then only scoring two points in the final stretch of the game to lose to Texas Tech by one, 60-59. They looked their best all season against UCF and West Virginia in their first two games of the Big 12 play, but they struggled to beat Chicago State. They struggled to beat uh, Wichita State. They struggled in a game against Villanova. They struggled against North Alabama. So... Uh, it, it's If you get beat despite being in Bramblage, if you get blown out again for your fourth straight blowout and your fifth straight loss, this season is in trouble. And unfortunately for the Cowboys, they can't really do anything about how bad it is because it's expensive to get rid of Mike Boyton. Uh, Boyton is in his seventh season, and he's under contract till 2028. He's earning $2.5 million a year, and the buyout right now calls for Boynton to be paid 75% of the remainder contract, which would be just under $8 million. If they wait till after the season, April 1st, the buyout drops to 66%, or 67% when you round up, and that would drop it to $6.67 million. So it does get cheaper after April 1st, but it's still expensive. So if you're going to fire him, you're going to have to pay him. And I don't even know, as Oklahoma State said at 8-9 and nine right now, who you would get to come in and how long that they would stay. Because uh, you look at what, what happened last time uh, Oklahoma State went and got a coach. You got really excited about Brad Underwood, who was there for a season. Took the Cowboys to the tournament in his first season in 2016-2017 for them to lose in the first round. They got beat by the seven-seeded Michigan that year. You lose in a close one, a one-point game, 92-91. But you felt excited about what the team could do going forward. And then, uh, you know, 
that whole deal with Underwood saying, nah, I'm not going anywhere, and then he ends up taking the Illinois job, and that's where he still is. You hire Boyton after that. Boyton doesn't make the postseason until 2021, and with what is arguably the best player in the nation, the eventual number one pick in the NBA draft, Kate Cunningham, you only make it to the second round before losing to 12 seeded Oregon State, 80-70. to So... And Boyton has been to the tournament one time. He did go to the NIT last year and looked really good in the NIT, making it to the quarterfinals. And it, if it wasn't for an absolute tear that Tyler Perry and North Texas was on, eventually winning the NIT, you, you probably win the NIT as the Cowboys. Uh, Boyton has been to the NIT twice. He's missed tournaments in all twice as well. Uh, 2018, he went to the NIT. And 2023, he only went to the March Madness NCAA tournament in 2021. And uh, again, they, they got beat. They were a four seed and got beat by 12 seed at Oregon State. So now a high seed in 2021, but again, it took having what is ar- what was arguably the best player in the nation and the eventual number one pick for Boynton to even get his first tournament appearance. Prior to Underwood, you had what I call the Travis Ford era of hell. But in Travis Ford's defense, when he was there from 08 to 16, Oklahoma State was making the tournament. He made it in 09. He got to the second round. He made it in 10, 13, 14, and 15 and was bounced in the first round every year, but he was making it. He makes it in his first year, gets past Tennessee, then loses to number one Pittsburgh. Is a seven seed in 2010, loses to 10 seed Georgia Tech in a close one, 60 to 59. First round exit in 2013, losing as the five seed. That was Marcus Smart uh, when Marcus Smart and uh, Phil Forte were really good. Loses to Oregon, a Oregon team that was much too good to be a 12 seed. That game was a 13 point loss. Then you're the 9 seed taking on 8 seed Gonzaga. Lose that one 85-77. Then you're the 9 seed again in 2015 before you lose the 8 seed Oregon 79-73. to So three straight trips to the NCAA tournament. Five trips in total. Only once did they make it out of the first round, but they were making it every year. Brad Underwood came in, and in 2017, you make the tournament despite losing, and then Boynton takes over, and he's made the tournament one time in seven seasons. Now, one of those times, you know, they weren't allowed to be in, maybe even two of those times, they weren't allowed to be in, but that's beside the fact, and I would argue they got robbed out of it last year, but he still didn't make it, and now he's sitting here 0-4 in Big 12 play. That's Mike Boynton. Unfireable this year, might be unfireable next year. And it was puzzling to me why he got the extension into 2028 anyway. Boynton's a fun guy, and he's a program guy. He's a player's coach. Despite being from Brooklyn, he's well-received in in Stillwater, in Oklahoma, from Oklahoma State fans. But the way this program has unfolded is getting almost disastrous for Cowboys fans. And I think you're going to have to move on, and it's going to cost you some money to do so. And then you have to go, who even can we get to replace him? You don't want another situation where 
you bring in another young guy or a guy that's still up and coming. You know, you bring in Underwood from SFA, and then he gets a better job, and you're just a stepping stone. That's been the thing about Boynton, and that was the great thing about Travis Ford, and that was the great thing about Eddie Sutton. They were there for forever, and Sutton was wildly successful, and you thought maybe Sutton brought some program history, and then he brings in Sean, and Sean struggles. And then you're stuck with Travis Ford, and Ford is a model of mediocrity where he can make the tournament, but he can't ever get you any farther than the first round. Underwood's only there for a year, and now you bring in Boyton, and Boyton's even worse than Ford when it comes to success and seeing success. And this is a program that that you, when you were coached by Eddie Sutton, and, and Sutton was there from... 90 to 2006 and from 1990 to 2006 they made the tournament in 91 made it to the sweet 16 again in 92 sweet 16 second round in 93 they made the second round in 94 they made the final four in 1995 so right there is five straight tournament appearances then they're back in 1998 second round second round in 99 elite eight in 2000 first round in 01 and 02 but there is four more straight appearances back in 03 second round exit you make it all the way to the final four again in 2004 and then in 2005 it's the sweet 16 so from 90 to 2006 during the great Eddie Sutton era, you're a wildly successful program. Two Final Fours, multiple Sweet 16s, multiple Elite 8s, and Sutton is one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, and you hoped you could hold on to that legacy, and you hoped you could hold on to that success and push that into being a successful program, but since Eddie Sutton left... In 06, Oklahoma State has made the tournament one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times and has not gotten past the second round. And they've been first round exits in five of those trips. Sutton made the tournament five straight times in his 16 years there. And in the 16 years since Eddie Sutton, they have made the tournament just seven times and no more than three in a row so the 16 years post eddie now going on what 18 years post eddie has been awful for oklahoma state and it's not getting any better this year and it's going to take some serious changes in my opinion to get better next year i thought getting what was considered one of the best players ever in, in high school, part of one of the best high school teams of all time in Cade Cunningham, a guy that was number one overall in the NBA would help turn the program around a little bit, but has not been the case. And I just don't think Mike Boynton is the guy to get it done. And to answer my question from the start of this podcast, it is time to hit the panic button. I'm Matt Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And if you would, just drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with a friend. I'll talk to you next week.